Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for This Week in Google is provided by Cashfly. C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Twig, This Week in Google, episode 103, recorded July 13th, 2011. Honor and Offer. This Week in Google is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to create a high-quality website or blog. For a free trial and 10% off your new account for six months, go to Squarespace.com and use the offer code TWIG7. And by Carbonite. Backing up the files on your PC or Mac is safe and easy with Carbonite. For a free trial plus two free months with purchase, go to Carbonite.com. Offer code TWIG. It's time for TWIG this week in Google. Gina Trapani is in China right now, which is very cool. But here's some good news. Jeff Jarvis is here. He's not in his home uh, territory, though. He's uh, on our coast, west coast out here. Where, where, where are you, I'm with, at Jeff? the headquarters for Idea Lab, oh. uh, creator hmm. of about 100 companies. It's a wonderful place. The, uh, the space is great. Bill Gross is the head. Uh, he may pop in if, if he can uh, free himself up. But they um, create all kinds of great companies here and have over the years. I love him. He, uh, he's, he's great. He created one of the very first incubator uh, companies. Uh, just fantastic. Also joining us right now, Kevin Marks. Hi there. Very in Silicon Valley. As always, to have on this show. Kevin is now at Salesforce, but he has worked at the Google as well as Apple, uh, British Telecom, and I'm sure I'm leaving many companies out. Technorati. Oh, let's, let's not forget that. Well, you, I always forget what the that. Hell ever had. That's like, you know, that old game show question, dead or Canadian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got one of each in here. So whatever happened to Technorati? Um, they changed. Um, they they pivoted, as we call it now. Um, they're an ad network now. They 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 dropped the number of blogs they're indexing from 100 million to 100,000, right. and focused on building out an ad network, and which is which is working and making the money. But it, it isn't the the company that it was when I was there. I remember it's going to Blog else. World, and uh, they were handing out your Technorati ranking on your ba- on, a ba- on a name <laughs> badge, which I yes. thought was very cool. I should um, I should apologize for that. I've realized how <laughs> pernicious all these rankings are. We can look at the Google Plus ranking stuff that's going on. Yeah, well, as long yeah. as we're talking ranking, the rankings changed dramatically this morning, and uh, somehow I came out in a virtual heat for a second with Robert Scoble. But that's only because the real, key, you know, key guys opted out. Now, this isn't official. If you, you have to go to a, a site called socialstatistics.com. But apparently, uh, these are the same people who do the Twitter counter, and they scrape uh, Google Plus to get the rankings. You have to add your Google Plus account by number to their database. Uh, previously, Mark Zuckerberg was number one with well over 110,000 people following him on Google Plus. He's disappeared along with Larry Sergey and Vic Gondrotra. They're all gone. But I want to thank them because it means that me and Robert can be right up there at the top along with Kevin Rose, Felicia Day, Tom Anderson. He's not opting out. Former founder of MySpace who says he's, a job. he's enjoying being retired. He actually is one of the most interesting people to follow. He really is. I've, I've been amazed. And he's been very yeah. – he, he comes in and leaves very good comments. And he's, yeah. uh, Tom has been, been kind of good. I wish I'd, you know, if, he, if he'd been a real friend back at MySpace, maybe I'd still be there. <laughs> he was everybody's friend. He was the guy you all, you all when you joined <laughs> MySpace. He's the guy who was like looking like this at a whiteboard. And 
He's that's his still his uh, picture, by the way. On uh, I love it that he uses yes. the same picture on Google Plus of the guy looking up the whiteboard. For all we know, he looks nothing like this. You know, it's, well, didn't, didn't he? Didn't he um, lie about his age on MySpace as well? Did he really? Oh, that's he, he deducted ten years from his age so that he could he could stay youthful. Now uh, we don't know what happened, but uh, uh, you know, some there, Slashdot said, "Oh, Mark Zuckerberg pulled his account." But I went and checked; his account still is still there, there. <laughs> still as blank as ever, and still followed by we presume hundreds of thousands of people, maybe more, because uh, it looks like Google Plus now has opened up invitations, and there are lots of people in there. Yes, I've now given up. I was going through everybody who followed me so I could find friends. I've given up now. I've, oh, you I'm, can't. I, I can't. You can't. Yeah. You're followed by sixteen thousand people. I mean, that's you know, it's impossible. Yeah, but um, well, it's, it's, well, it's the same with Twitter. I, I turned those notifications off on Twitter a while back. Yeah, you know right. that's not. I like the asymmetric um, following model that uh, Twitter and Google Plus use, as opposed to the symmetric following model that Facebook uses. You follow everybody who follows you on Facebook. Um, right. Although uh, there might be uh, some changes to way the way circles work, if we're to believe Vic who posted on uh, Google+, Plus? let us know what changes you want to make, and he allowed people to vote up and down on the changes. And the top plus one changes all involve kind of modifications to circles, including uh, some, some, I think, some really useful uh, modifications to circles. Um, uh, this is not going to be the Google Plus show, don't worry, folks, but we do have to talk about it because it <laughs> we is do. taken off. Plus, well, I met with Bradley this week. Oh, good. It I was seems up to be it's, giving a privacy talk. It seems to be moving faster than any social network in living memory, except it's maybe really Facebook. Amazing. And they're very open. There were some things that he asked me about that were, you know, under the NDA because he just wanted to get some response just to some things that without letting know they're talking about. But the things that I hit him up for, I said the problem to the breaking of Cron with the comments. I said my solution is just give me the separate feed of latest posts, and until you have that, by the way, it's not going to be very good for news. And he said, I don't know if I believe him or not, but he said, oh, I hadn't heard that idea before. It's a good idea. So maybe we can get that. Mm-hmm. I also pushed for the idea of more um, links, uh, ability to put more than one link in a post. That, that otherwise, it's kind of irresponsible in the, yeah. in the blog world not to do that. And then. Um, Third, I begged him to support the standards that are starting to come out there now, things like the hashtag. That, and by support, I mean put it in search and yeah. fill in hashtags and do all the... Well, search, search on Google Plus would be nice to start with, and a hashtag yeah, that'd be nice to, to start with. Yeah. It's kind cool. of a specialized form of search, a kind of a pre-populated well, search. Uh, abandoning the Twitter search was also a, a shame. The, 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 basically... The real-time search, the, you mean? The real-time search has gone away from, the, from there, and that... Um, and the story was that Google and Twitter hadn't managed to renew their um, firehose agreement, um, but it wasn't very clear of who decided not to renew it and where that went. But but that means they pulled the real time search just when you would need it for Plus, which is which is kind of a shame. Well, you might think that Plus will end up uh, taking Twitter's place as it grows. Yeah, but the point of the real time search was that it was searching more than just Twitter. Right. Just, Twitter was the bulk of it because it has more public stuff. Yeah, because actually, I think Leo, and I'm here full disclosure at at. Um, uh, Idea Lab, where they have Uber Media, and I am a nano, micro, little, tiny investor in that. Um, but as, as as I was thinking about it before I got here, I, I kind of realized that we're, we we actually now have something that I'm calling the, the Chachka Cloud. Huh. Right? Is is that Twitter used to own that? Twitter was the only one where we made Chachkas. Everything else was something else, and then Google Plus changes that overnight. And now you have you know little tiny posts, and and then I guess I would now throw Tumblr into this. And the interesting thing is, what can you do across that world? Right. 
right? And that's why I wish that they would support the hashtag because then you can start to see what people are saying about you know news of the world across Google Plus and Twitter and yes. uh, Tumblr and so on. And it each one can still be its own service with its own pluses and minuses and its own differences. Um, uh, and you can choose to be which ones you want to be in. But when you want to find news of the world news, I really want to be able to and, and not get the noise the pure search would give me. I want the hashtag. So those kinds of, of conventions, uh, Google, I think, needs to, to support. You're right, Leo, search is the first thing, but then enable it in new ways. Is there any reason to think that, uh, you know, I mean, look at this is, it's week two, kids. Yeah. Is there any reason <laughs> to think that the Google won't add all of these obvious features? Oh, yeah, I think that they're, they're working like crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll want to do that. I mean, but the, the, the challenge is that the, with all of this stuff is, is how the stuff is connected. And it's, it's, it's interesting to see that there is a similar flood problem that we had on, on FriendFeed and on Buzz on Plus, um, which is that if, if Leo or Scoble or someone, someone with the many followers turns up in a post, suddenly you're swamped with everyone else's comments. And that's the piece that Twitter got right um, through not actually having a threaded comment thing, um, but also having a much uh, less explicit conversation. It has this notion of, of overlapping publics. Um, and the, the, the decision they made with the at replies to only show the at replies to people you're already following, I think was, was actually one of those critical ones that we complained about at the time. Mm-hmm. But it was actually very wise in retrospect. Because mm-hmm. what it means is, by default, your feed is only showing the conversations between people that you already know, which dampens down that flood of followers effect. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 it's tricky enough with when it's, you know, when it's Leo or, or, or Scoble with, with 20,000 followers, but once it becomes... Um, you know Neil Gaiman or um, you know actual actually Lady Gaga with millions of followers th- that that stuff will break down radically. Well, I, I, I'm trying to understand what what it is that bugs people. Is it that the comment threads go on and on and you see them all? No, it's yes. that it takes the it breaks the cron. Is that you? You get you oh, get a, it's the it's the fact that the, the heavily commented stuff surfaces up. It, it's both. It's both. It breaks the breaks the chronological order. Um, it also enforces a chronological order um, to see millions of Me Too-ish comments. So the, yeah. the challenge is, um, you know, if if you if you ask a question on on Twitter, um, you will get a whole bunch of at replies, and you can look at them quickly and decide which ones you you want to respond to. If you ask a question on Buzz, those turn into a giant um, threat. You know, conversation thread because you've, you've brought in thousands of people um and th- there's a positive feedback loop that amplifies it and makes it makes it more annoying um and it also makes it easier to to um for people for trolls to take over the conversation because the, because ev- everyone sees the entire conversation i suspect so, google thought as i kind of do that all if as long as you provide an easy way to mute this um which of course i can't mute my own comment let's <laughs> let's mute this one that um then i don't see it anymore and it's gone and it but doesn't it's, it, it's still it's still the question of what the default feels like does this default feel like there are people i know here or there are people i don't know here right um, and what happens with twitter is by default the first view you see is the people you've chosen to follow right. um you have to actually click something to see at replies and, you know, unless you're running a different client um and you have to you have to make it an extra effort to see the see the, the second degree stuff whereas um on this it's it's pushed back at you so if you if you make the mistake of following robert scoble Suddenly, your entire um, view of this is is through his lens because he's feeding so much traffic into it, and so many people responding to him. Um, and that's that's a sort of subtle thing that um, that you know, one of the reasons that, that Twitter does work for uh, um, ridiculously famous people is they can still decide to have a conversation amongst the people they want to have, 
um, and have lots of people asking them that they can go and dip into when they want, when, when, they, when they feel like being more magnanimous. Um, but it doesn't, that doesn't actually cause a problem for everyone else. Um, so if Lady Gaga joined and got, you know, a, a thousand comments on every thread, she would always be at the top, is what you're well, saying. But, but, but not necessarily be at the top, but they, they, they fixed that a bit. So they made it only yes. It doesn't top. seem like that, yeah. yeah. If, if yeah, someone, well, you know, is um, commenting on it. But the thing is, once someone does, you know, I follow enough people who follow, what, who follow Lady Gaga um, and may comment on one of her threads because, of, you know, she's a, a phenomenon. Um, and that will then pull the entire thread in and the other, you know, 100,000 little monsters, you know, making hand gestures and saying, rah. Well, um, but that's, but, okay, so that, but I, I, you know, if it's a good thread, I want to see the other people's engagement. So, well, yeah, I mean, that's really more of a problem with Lady Gaga and the noise of her followers than it is. Right, yeah, and it but, comes in uh, truncated and you can choose to explode it or not. So that's okay. It'll show me, you know, top two, latest two, something. It'll give me a sample of two comments, and then it's up to me as to whether to explode and see all, all hundred or not. I seem to have followed something really not what I wanted to follow. By the way, uh, quick, quick, great, <laughs> a great story about Lady Gaga. I just heard uh, here at Idea Lab. Uh, I, I arrive in L.A. as they are having what they are calling here um, uh, the the. Um, Oh, now I'm going to forget the word of it, but they're closing the 405 freeway. Oh, yeah. Crazy. The Carmageddon thing. Yes. Yeah, Carmageddon. Carmageddon. And they're going absolutely berserk here. It's hilarious. It's as if the city is having a bypass operation. You have to take Sepulveda, for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Slauson cutoff gets, gets, gets back, right? <laughs> and, and they're going berserk here. My lunch companions told me that, they, that they, the city asked Lady Gaga to tweet this so that more people would find out. Wow. And think about that. That means <laughs> what happened was Lady Gaga has more followers is re- than Los Angeles Times. She has replaced she the civil defense media. system. <laughs> yes. Remember when we used to have on radio and it'd go put off a tone and beep, burp, burp. this has been an alert of the civil defense. That's Lady Gaga now. Oh, not just that. She's also the Los Angeles Times and television. She goes, Gaga. Oh, my Gaga. Yeah. Uh, uh. We are. Sorry. 405 is close, close. <laughs> That's I don't know if that's a good comment or not on our on our society. That's really so. Now, if I see, I wish I could search for Carmageddon on uh, on uh, Google Plus. Yeah, I, I kind of can because I can go site equals colon plus right. Google dot <laughs> com and then Carmageddon. But it's kind of absurd. it should be it should be internal and then and hashtags should be implemented. But I think all that stuff they'll, they'll, uh, they'll come. Be. They're they're working hard on it. And the fact that they're enlisting and doing all that, I think, is important. You can see how hard this is, though, because just no. But but this, the, the thing is that this this the, there is this problem that um, following you know people's audiences are not normally distributed. They're exponentially distributed. You have Lady Gaga at one end, and then sort of up that same high end of the curve. There's there's Leo and and you know people Scrubble. who have. Scoble and people who, are, who are, have a lot of followers, um, and then way down the other end, there's there's a large mass of people who are talking to a handful of people most of the time. And, and you will not. never see them at the top because they have so, so few followers, right? Right. Um, and the thing is, um, there's you you want different things at different phases of, of constructing one of these things. So at the startup phase, you do want to demonstrate lots of engagement. Right. So you 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 clearly do so want to working. bring people into this. There, there's there's something there phase that that that, that we're seeing with Plus, um, but. After a while, you overshoot and you get to the this 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 flood is is unmanageable, right. um, and then people back off. And it's it's a, it's a classic. Um, so it's fixable. It, it, it's and fixable. In fact, they probably are doing this on purpose. They may have been, been initially doing it on purpose to amplify this, but yeah. but it'd be tricky to actually get the 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 thing that Twitter um, sort of stumbled into 
right because it it, it is it is um a different presumption about what a comment right. thread looks like right um, and this is something that you know youtube has this issue too um youtube has some videos with millions of people on them and the comment threads are completely useless right. and it has some small ones that are you know somebody's art film on the comment thread is actually useful there was a um the somebody did a response to youtube's um copyright thing that explained what fair use actually was um, rather than the youtube copyright school saying if you copy anything you must be breaking yes, the law yes. um and with the cute pirate cats and things and, I loved and it. Yeah. did a nice reply to that but the comments to that one are very sensible discussions of um what actually fair use constitutes what, what copyright is because it's a you know it's a it's a narrow thing a denny's linked to it earlier um Here's that, my problem with that is I saw it. It went by in the stream yes. and I can't find the sucker. Yeah. I mean, this is the other yes. problem is that there's no good way to kind of pin stuff or. Well, well you, you, you can't favorite things, which is a Google function they should put on it. Well, we have a worker. There is a workaround, which is you create a circle with only you in it. And then you sh- you reshare whatever you want to save to your to that right. circle. Yeah, that's, that, but that's well, a which, no, no, again. No, they'll come to that. I, I, the thing I one thing I don't understand watching the two weeks here is the um, I'm going to say this the wrong way. Find it the quality of posts. The quality of posts is what I mean by that is that why are animated gifts taking over my because we life. can <laughs> we couldn't on twitter and we can here yeah but but as, <laughs> but even tumblr doesn't doesn't i mean tumblr you can have a, a you know a cat picture i don't have tumblr. a single animated gif in the first 10 or 20 posts but then, then chris perillo would do it and even though i unfollowed, well, I unfollowed him, him did no but now everybody re shares right chris perillo animated gifs or those those kinds of pictures you have right I don't mind these. These are all right. Yeah, but the twentieth time you've seen it. Well, look, it keeps it keeps coming. Exactly, up, doesn't that's it? the yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah. So I don't need to see every reshare of it because there's a comment on it. Uh, it. It's creating a kind of low quality noise in a way that they they have to dedupe. Not just, um, you know, one of the Twitter problems is the retweet, retweet, retweet. You see, you see the same thing over again when it's retweeted, right. and I wish they could dedupe that. Here, I think you want to dedupe the shares because every time it's shared, they just tell you that, but. I also want to dedupe the media behind it. Yes. Jeff, you've already seen that funny picture. Right. You it's don't need to see that again. Time. <clears throat> but these are all things that can be fixed. I, hey. I, I think we, I don't want to spend like no, an hour like- talking about feature requests for Google Plus because God knows they'll be, I'm sure, rolling out a ton of them. They've, had, they've been very slow in the first two weeks. They're only, you know, only a few little changes here <laughs> and there. That's kind of funny. That's kind of funny that, that, not doing huge changes in two weeks is now considered slow. I think it's good. I think yeah, it's good. I, uh, I think they're probably wise not to uh, jump to uh, every request. However, uh, you know, there's a guy who did an analysis, which, which I thought was quite, in, quite ingenious. He uh, tracks the, how common surnames are. And by looking at the growth of particular surnames and then comparing them to the overall uh, commonality in the U.S. of those surnames, he's able to kind of fair. I think it sounds fairly accurately uh, project the size of Google Plus at least in the U.S. because he's not doing it outside U.S. He estimates 10 million users uh, by this weekend. Does that sound off to you? It sounds high. So the, I guess what would make it believable to me is how much they emphasized international. There's a and lot of international. There's a hell of a lot, which is which is wonderful. I love yeah. that. Um, I also told them, I, I quoted Gina uh, in three or four meetings there, that they don't have enough women, and not just to have women, but to also have people who are going to have different kinds of problems with the service so they, they know it. And I said, you should put on all of Glam and all of Blog Her overnight, and that would help you a lot. 
Yeah. Right. But the other thing is that they um, they haven't got anyone under 18 on there, which I think is a massive no. mistake. Um, because that is, you know, they said, you know, share this with your family. And I thought, great, I'll invite my sons. They said, right. no, you can't. They can't come on. They're, they're, they're under 18. Yeah. Um, so that is a massive piece of usage. That, you know, I'm sure they'd love it and enjoy dealing with it. And it's a, it's a, a group that will that will test this in, in ways that they hadn't thought of yet. We Speaking of that, I think we see, of course, all the public engagement, and, and probably uh, at least you and me, Jeff, post publicly for the most part. But I'm wondering yeah. how many people are using it in the other way. You could absolutely use this uh, a la Facebook and just post to particular circles. I've tried a little bit with work posting to the uh, Twits circle. That's not worked well because there's so much other noise they don't see that. Right. But, well, they, uh, I mean, they, they could click on... You need to have, then you have to have synchronous circles. You have to your your staff has to agree that you all yeah. have a twit circle, and they have to know to look it. once in a while, which would be a hassle to, to manage. But I think right. that's something where you can. I would like there's to potential there. I think there's something there that is different yes. than Twitter, which is it can be used in a variety yes. of kind of ways that are not Twitter like. It could be used to just talk to your family. Uh, I tried using it as a DM uh, system, and of course, again, the noise kills it because. Does. The DM I sent, I'm sure, scrolled way off the page before. Uh... Yeah, I, I'd well, like it shows up in notifications. Those ones, those ones do. So that if you, yeah. if you actually ping someone, they'll show up there. But yeah, the I have so many notifications. Is, is I mean, I don't. I guess I'm but unusual. So many of them are follows. Yeah, I can't. I can't keep track of my notifications. There's always nine notifications at all times. I, I wish we. Could, you know, one of the features that I use on Twitter now is I watch my media wonks list more than my Twitter feed. And I like that I can publish that list. It'd be nice if you could publish a, a, a twit list to your fellow employees and say, you know, to circle and, and follow that. What about Kevin Rose, who says, I'm going <laughs> to redirect KevinRose.com to my Google Plus and I'm not having a blog anymore. Is that just a showboat or is that a... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dumb idea, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because blog well, does two different things. Well, right now, it does multiple links and things like that. Well, one of the advantages, though, is you get all this engagement. I mean, even a, a, a big name like That's Kevin huge. Rose probably gets ten times more people seeing everything he writes on Google Plus than he does on his blog. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, this is uh, believe me, this is my my publisher is salivating over the possibilities to promote the book <laughs> on here. Uh, I won't I won't bug you too much, folks, but but I will so. <laughs> soon September. This is number six. Public part, Simon and Schuster. Um, and, and, yeah. Simon Schuster, not a News Corp publisher. No, not a News Corp. Right. I left the News Corp. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. No. I I would, the book is that because you write a lot about News Corp in the book? The, yeah, I, 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 I'm talking about open and closed companies and institutions, and News Corp is the most closed institution I could imagine in media by far. And you had a, a deal with them. I had a deal with them, but I had not signed the contract. Interesting. And so I pulled the book from HyperCollins and News Corp. And frankly, with all the current kerfuffle um, and hoopla, I am I am glad uh, yeah. not to be there. The, the, this news of the world story is unbelievable. Well, we're going to get to that because I do yeah, want to yes. get your take on that. Absolutely. And Kevin's English, so. Yes. I'm... <laughs> you can speak I, about Kevin's this not a news of the world in the, reader. In the proper, in the proper uh, accent. Not, not for a while, no. It's a site that goes on the web. But. Yeah, but it's still, you've got to say it right. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. I, I think we'll talk a little more about Google+, and there's a lot more about Android and all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, Gina Trapani not with us. I know she's right now. She's going through withdrawal, even though it's the middle of the night in China. She's going, I feel I should be doing something. <laughs> I hope she's having a great time in Shanghai. Um, and, but she'll be back in a couple of weeks. This is the second to last, by the way, uh, this week in Google we'll be doing from the studio, the old cottage. Next week we'll be here. 
two weeks hence, we will be all. And I, and I had a major like all hands engineering meeting yesterday, and all I kept saying is, "Are you sure?" We could do it on July 24th. Are you sure July 24th? You know, that's, you know that's only 11 days. Are you sure? And they said, yes, we're sure. So um, we'll be doing the show uh, in the new studio soon. Or and you know what's going to be cool? in the backyard. Yeah, we might. Who knows? You know what's going to be cool, though, is that instead of being in this Hollywood Square thing, we're going de- to decompose it. Deconstruct it, and you'll each of you be have a seat at the table with a, with a monitor <laughs> around ah. the table. It might look so weird that we have to do something else. It's like, what's the, on, <laughs> on kind of um, the, the nerd character on um, yeah, oh, Sheldon. Sheldon. Sheldon what's, what's, what's his thing? What do you call it? Yeah, he has this re- uh, remote thing where he wa- wa- rolls around. Yeah, and chat his... room. What's the name for that? They have a name for it. Is there a name for that? Yeah, because that's what all the guests will be now. Yeah, they will be. So whatever that is, that's what we're uh, we're going to make you be. <clears throat> I'm watching. We don't yeah, chat. No room. Chat room apparently doesn't watch Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Gosh, that's surprising. Virtual presence device. Oh no, that's Maybe what I'm it wrong, is. But I thought it had a name. I thought it did. All right, never mind. Sheldon. Sheld- we're all Sheldons. Yes, we're all Sheldons. We'll call it a Sheldon. Why not? Sheldon. That's good. I like that. On our Sheldon today, to my left, Jeff Jarvis. To my right, <laughs> on Kevin Marks. I like. I think that's it exactly. Hey, before we go on though, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, our good friends at Squarespace, the secret behind exceptional websites goodness gracious you could make your blog be just a google plus blog but i think you really should have a presence on the web that you control that you own that you have and this is it this is the place to do it squarespace.com actually kevinrose.com was a squarespace site he's gonna re- he's gonna regret this <laughs> first of all plenty of bandwidth you never run out can you do this can you post and manage comments on your iPhone or iPad on uh, that other one? No, but you can on Squarespace, a great app. You can even watch your stats. And yes, you get full stats. You'll know your visitors. The ability to incorporate photo galleries and, uh, and social integration with Twitter and Facebook and all the RSS feeds, Flickr. This makes it so much easier to design a site. You don't need to have any uh, CSS or JavaScript skills. If you do, hey, all, all the pow- more power to you. You can do that, too. Now, here's the deal. You can import your data from all the major APIs, movable type, WordPress, TypePad, or Blogger, and export, too. It's fully circular. So you're never trapped. Now, Squarespace includes hosting and the best content management software out there. It's a just a beautiful, elegant piece of code that makes your site sing. You never run out of bandwidth with Squarespace. And, of course, some of the best people in the world use it. I wonder now if Squarespace is going to change. They have a little plug from Kevin Rose on here. And I wonder if they're going to have to take that off. Uh, he says things like, I can never bring down my Squarespace site. It, you know, he says here, 85,000 uniques to my site today, KevinRose.com from Dig. I guess you know how dated it is from that. I know this shouldn't shock me, but it does insane. Squarespace, just fantastic. Here's the deal. Go to Squarespace.com. You'll find that big green button that says try it free. You can start a site. You can actually start many, many sites. Just kind of play with the uh, tools. You get access to everything for two weeks. At the end of the two weeks, you can buy the site or not. You let it go. Price is very affordable. 12 bucks a month if you sign up for a year, even less if you sign up for a longer term. And here's the deal. If you use the offer code TWIG7, you will get 10% off your new site for the first six months. Now, that's a good deal. 10% off for the first six months. Squarespace.com. When you sign up, use the offer code TWIG7. 
seven. It's the secret behind exceptional websites. Trying to catch you in a yawn, Jeff. I did. <laughs> I thought I was safe. I tried to get them all in. I got I got jet lag. God darn. Oh yeah, you're so you're in Cali right now. It's possible That's... Bill Gross will pop his head in. If he does, we'll say hello. He's actually uh, posts fairly uh, actively as well. He's he's very good. He, he's loving. Plus. Plus. You know who else? Richard Branson just started uh, posting. Allegedly. Right? Alleged. You think it's not him? Well, we haven't seen a, a, a chain of um, we can't verification for anywhere else, have we? Yeah. Is uh, who? who uh, I think it was um, the the girl in Who's the Boss verified. Is that her? Alyssa Milano verified using Twitter. <laughs> so she, she tweeted, "Yes, that is my Google Plus account." So now we know. Well, it's and, and well, of course we can all Trump. verify. Yeah. I actually have a new job. We can verify using Scoble because yeah. Scoble knows everyone. Scoble so. verified Zuck for us, right? So well, we can verify. Well, no, me. But, you know, we do have a way to do this properly, which is Realme. You know, there is a way to actually do this by connecting sites together with Realme to say this is me and this is also me. That that's you know that's the way you're supposed to do it. So, um, I, but I, oddly, I, Google isn't actually amplifying that. Yeah, I wish they would. Well, they're, well, they're kind of rolling that out. In fact, uh, they're, they're doing it as part of the real author stuff, yes. Yeah, yeah so, got, exactly. It's the author thing. They are so doing, so right? what, what you do, just for people who want to know, here's my website, my canonical website. And what you need is a page per author. So I have, this is my bio. And in the code of this bio um, is author is, uh, the, is the uh, HTML uh, rel equals quote me, end quote. Is that right, Kevin? Yes, yep. That's right. <clears throat> and then in every post, so if I go to a blog post, also in the HTML, invisible to humans but not to the Google, is the code rel equals quote author quote. Is that right? Yep. Yes. And then by doing so, in every theory, every when page. I search for myself on Google, that the, the articles that I wrote or the pages that I authored, I guess, oh, it worked. Yeah. Have there's, my, a, there's a Leo. There's a Leo. <laughs> right. So th- is this verification? Yes. Um, the, the thing that's, that's – yes, this verification by – it's distributed verification. This, this is the same as the Social Graph API stuff that, um, that we did way back when. And it's, it's, it's um, the XFN standard is, is – It's XFN. That's it's right. It's part of that. And XFN and that, has a and number XFN. of other things. Wait a minute. Here's Bill Gross. Let's say hello to Bill Gross. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, well, we're thrilled terrific. to have you. I really enjoy it. So is so, Uber Media going yeah. to continue uh, doing the Twitter stuff? Or uh, I know you're very positive about Google+. Plus. Yeah, you commented on a bunch of the things already today, how great the engagement is on Google+. Plus. It's just fantastic. So I'd love to figure out ways to work with that as well. And you, you, a few different things you brought up. First, I also took the leap like Kevin and pointed my blog over. Uh, you said it was kind of dumb. You did that, that. really? I, yeah, I did that. Well, I did it because of the engagement and um, the ability to write something and get so much positive feedback and actually talk with people. The engagement was so much higher, and the spam from my WordPress blog was so much worse. Right. It was unbelievable. I really couldn't talk with anybody, but the um, the fidelity and the signal to noise ratio being so good at Google Plus. Now it'll be interesting to see if that can hold up. As it opens up wider, you know, the, the rumors of between four and a half million and 10 million people right now, it's probably in that range. Uh, what happens when there's 50 million people or 100 million people? Will the signal to noise be as good? And I think that Google, because of their algorithms, probably can do a better job of that than most people. So may, maybe that will hold up. We'll see. You, you brought up one other thing earlier. Um, 
the insight that you had about um, the clever way that Twitter only shares the comments with other people you're following. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that was a very good insight when you talked about that earlier. Um, that might be something that's necessary to really yes. filter out the comment stream from being so huge. What but right now, a- the huge comment stream is a plus. We'll see if that turns into a minus. Well, I think it's a transition point on particular streams as well. I think when there are four or five comments on there, you're happy to see them all. But when it hits a thousand, you clearly yeah. want some some way of reducing that. Um, yeah. And that, that's a really strong signal that would make sense to you. And, uh, and it's, it's one that works well on Twitter. Absolutely. And then, Jeff, you brought up um, the issue of the changing of the cron. Um, you know, that something has to be done to maybe your idea, the one you suggested to them of give me a choice. Uh, I either want a chronological order or I want it bumped up. Or, uh, again, uh, I trust Google more than almost anyone to come up with a clever algorithm to try and make that work out. Uh, that they did it this well in a first release, you know, what they're even calling a point one release, not even a, a 1.0. But even as a 1.0, it's a brilliant, brilliant product. Well, what was your take on the real-time search going away, Bill? Yeah, that I'm, I'm really curious. I, I don't know whether it was prompted from the Twitter side or from the Google side, so I, I really don't know. Uh, I actually thought that the tweets being integrated into Google searches, it was starting to show up more and more, and it was starting to be pretty good. So it is kind of a shame that it's gone because it was starting to look pretty nice. But look, now Google is getting so much content in Google+, Plus, they can start surfacing Google+, Plus posts in search. And um, maybe they can do a better algorithmic job because they have more signals about what's actually relevant or not. So part of the irony of that is that because so so much is made, uh, we don't know how much, but so much is made not public, they're having right, a lot right. less there yes, than, than, yes. They, than they could have. Yeah. The other question, Bill, it, yeah. why um, do you think that Google didn't include search in the beginning of Google yeah. Plus? Yeah. Uh, well, Google is a search company, so they're going to do search really, really well. The only thing I could think of is it just wasn't ready for prime time because they wanted to make it perfect. And they had something so good, they wanted to roll it out. Um, they're going to have great search, and that's going to make a big difference. And I'm really curious. Uh, I have been posting, and you guys were talking about this earlier, mostly public, because I have things that I want to share with people, and I don't um, uh, want to limit it to just a circle, unless I have a family-like circle, um, or a private one, like you were talking about making up business ones, you know, like a, a, we have an Uber Media one, we have an Idea Lab one, but most of the things that I'm sharing, I'm trying to open up a broader discussion. I wonder how many people are doing that versus how many people are really keeping their things very tightly in circles and more private. I think one of the beautiful things about Twitter and one of the things about Google Plus is it is public. It is very different from Facebook. Um, I wonder if that's the way people are really going to end up using it. And uh, something about what you were talking about earlier about the very subtle rules, very little things can make a big impact on how the thing plays out. You said, uh, you were laughing, uh, why are people doing animated GIFs? Because they can. So, yes. so uh, maybe some of the little rules that Google tweaks will have wild unintended consequences, but I think they'll stay on top of it to correct things and, and bring it back to a, a happy medium. Uh-oh. I'm sorry, I turned myself down. Surely they uh, are aware that everything they do has a, hu- has a huge impact. It's, it's, uh, it's almost like a terrarium. Where, you know, you take the turtle out and everything dies. Well, it's an ecosystem. I, I think that that's probably a, a, a fair comparison. Yes. You, you really How do you guys that. see the relationship of Google Plus to Twitter, to Tumblr, to blog posts? How do you see the cloud of, of Chachkas evolving? 
I think, you know, my question here is, is and maybe Bill has some insight, and I know you and Kevin might as well. What It's clear that there's a lot of stickiness and appeal to Google+. And I'm just not sure, A, what it is. Maybe it's UI. Maybe it's the group that's there right now. And I'm not sure how long-lived that will be. If it's just the group that's there now, that's going to change dramatically. Is there some magic sauce in Google+, and what is it? Bill, do you have a thought on that? Well, I, I, for me, the biggest magic sauce is the group that is there certainly matters. But I think that there's something else they've done. They have taken some of the best ideas of Facebook, some of the best ideas of Twitter, and then they've added smart threading and smart groups. And that is a relatively small but big innovation at the same time. It's small in that, well, how could that little thing make that much difference? But it really does. It forms a new type of self-expression, just like the rules of Twitter formed a new type of self-expression, the asymmetry that you brought up about it relative to Facebook. A whole life form emerged from the rules that Twitter set up. And there's this new interesting life form emerging uh, because of the rules that have been set up. Now, as you said, it's a terrarium. So, uh, and then spammers are going to show up. Yeah. (laughs) So so right now the spammers weren't invited yet. (laughs) They're the the acid rain of the terrarium. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be amazing. You know, when it goes fully open, uh, people are going to be, like every system, trying to game it for their benefit right. and find ways to make money. It strikes me. I know you have a lot of investment in uh, in Twitter, although I imagine all of your clients, the Uber Media clients, th- I mean, they're really platform agnostic. So it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. from your point of view, it doesn't matter. In fact, you might have some, some feelings about it not being Twitter after the way they treated you. Um, and I won't go on any further. Uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just wondering if though that Twitter may ha- what may happen is it's a very clear roles may emerge for Twitter, yeah. Facebook, and Google Plus, and they may be able to coexist quite nicely. Twitter really is 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 going to I think become in many ways more infrastructure, a signaling system. That's what ended up happening to FriendFeed and Buzz. People didn't even really visit that often. They just, they use it as a signaling system. Yeah, I think that all of them are going to survive and thrive. Yeah, uh, not not Twitter and Facebook are not going away because of Google Plus. This is not a Twitter killer. No, d- d- but I think that um, there there is going to be a level of innovation on those two platforms on Twitter and Facebook that is forced by Google Plus, which, which I is think great. is be great for consumers. That's right. Totally. Right. Yeah, totally great. I, I think. Th- look, I think um, Bing made Google raise their game in a yeah. great way. And I think Google Plus is going to make everybody raise their game in a great way. One last question, Bill, and we'll let you go. I know you have lots to do, but I'm just curious if you see uh, this as, I have to say, and this is a show about Google, about the cloud. For the last year, we kind of felt like Google maybe had lost its way a little bit, was not not able to innovate in the way a small company, a nimble company is able to innovate. It strikes me that this launch along with Hangout and, uh, and, and, and these new products kind of shows a, a Google that is still innovative, still is creative, still can do something very significant. Is, do you feel that is the case? Oh, I, I totally feel this is a uh, Google has its mojo back moment. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think that this is a collision of a lot of work. Obviously, this has been uh, uh, worked on for a long time. Um, but this is a collision of so many different threads Google's been taking both their infrastructure, their video, their Chrome browser. Look how valuable that mm-hmm. is to this. Um, so many different threads have come together to make this great. And it's the right time and the right place and the right product. I mean, it's a really, really well-executed product. So I think, I think it's amazing to watch some of the companies today that are this big, to watch Apple, a company this big, to grow at that kind of rate, yeah. 
you know, to grow the revenues year over year like they have with such wild innovation. And to watch a company like Google that's this big with that many tens of thousands of employees to innovate like this, that is damn impressive. <laughs> really, really impressive. Bill's done so many great things at Idea Lab. So many great companies have come out of Idea Lab. Is there, is there a company that you're excited about that's uh, on the horizon that you want to talk about? Well, I'm doing a lot of stuff both on the internet but also in solar energy. I have a dream that we can get solar energy to be less expensive than fossil fuels. It's not an easy challenge, but it's a very important one. So I'm working very, very hard on that as well. And where do you and make that, the improvements? So, in the efficiency on solar cells? Uh, well, it's both efficiency and it's cost. And it, it's redu- reducing uh, the balance of system costs. It's reducing all kinds of things to make it lower than fossil fuels. Fossil fuels are so cheap because you just dig them out of the ground and burn them. Right. But we're going to run out this century, and it's either going to be pretty or ugly. And if we can come up with a cost-effective solution, we can make it be pretty and not ugly. And I'm hoping I can be a part of that. And one of the great things I saw this morning in the tour that Bill gave me, besides it being a great space where you just feel creative all around, and you know the ghosts of, of, of companies that are here, <laughs> but he has a physical shop where they actually make things. It's so Edison. What all do they have? Well, we, we have a full That's CNC nice. machine shop that we make available to all the companies. Not all the companies use it. Obviously, some of them use our servers and not our, our uh, CNC milling machine. But we try and make it available so that every company in the building can prototype rapidly, focus more on its customer and not on the mechanics of getting things done. And it's just one of the philosophies that we have that's paid off very well for us. Really great. It's so good to talk to you, Bill. Oh, same here. Thank you so much. I admire what you're doing so much. It's such an honor to be on your show. Oh, my. (laughs) I feel exactly the same. Idealab.com. But if you go to BillGross.com, guess where it takes you? It it, it takes you to the Google. (laughs) Thank you, Bill. Thank you very much. Great to talk to you. And thank you, Jeff. That's that's Once again, Jeff Jarvis with the big score. We're going to take a little break. Jeff Jarvis and Kevin Marks are here. We're talking about Google+. But enough. Enough of that. I got. I got to find out what you think of the of Murdoch, the B Sky B Initiative dead, news of the world dead. Is Rupert Murdoch finally? What? How could we put this? <laughs> Is toast. he finally defanged? Is he toast? We'll talk about it in just a bit. Before we do, let me tell you about backup real quickly. I want to talk about Carbonite.com. You know, uh, my friend Peter Krogh, we've got to get him. We've, I think we're going to get him on Twit Photo uh, very soon. He's just a great photographer, but also the author of a book called The Digital Asset Management Book. This is something every photographer has to deal with. How do you protect your assets, uh, cover your assets, as you might say? And, uh, and, of course, it's all about good backups. He coined the term 3-2-1 backup, and I constantly refer to that. Uh, when I'm talking about backups. Now, let me just tell you the 321 backup strategy, then I'll tell you how Carbonite fits into that. 321 means three copies of everything. That could be the original and two copies. But if you delete the original, <laughs> then you've lost. So you have to have three copies. You know, I see, I hear people make one backup, then delete the original, say, but I'm backed up. No, that's one copy. You got to have three copies of everything, two of them on different media. So don't put everything on a USB key or an external hard drive because that's not going to do it. Uh, And finally, and this is the most important, one of them has to be off-site. If there's a disaster and you've got, you know, you've done the 321. Well, yeah, well, see, I have a DVD here. I've got an external hard drive here and I've got my original on the uh, computer. I've got 3-2 and then there's a fire. You've lost them all. You know, somebody comes and steals everything, you've lost them all. You've got to have the off-site backup. Now, there's no easier way to fulfill the requirements of 321 than Carbonite.com. Yes, continue to make your local copy. That's great. That's easy. It's fast. It's, it's, it's right there. I, I carry USB keys around with me. That's good. But that off-site backup, Carbonite. Here's what happens. Go to Carbonite.com. 
Install it on your PC or Mac. It's free for the first two weeks, no credit card or anything. Just use the offer code TWIG. Immediately starts using your internet connection to back up your data. Now, once that full backup set is done, and by the way, Carbonite charges one flat rate for all the data on your internal drive. Once that backup is done, then it's continually backing up whenever you're online. If it's a laptop, it's really good for a laptop because, you know, all your, when you carry around a laptop, the whole world is in there, right? But Carbonite, whenever you're in an access point, whenever you're at home, it's backing up, backing up, backing up and keeps you backed up. That data is available anywhere. It's true cloud storage. You can log on to your Carbonite account from any PC or Mac. There's your stuff. They even have an Android uh, application, a BlackBerry app an iPhone app, so you can always see your data. And should the worst happen, Restore is as simple as logging in your Carbonite account and pressing the Restore button. It's a good way to move to a new computer, for instance. So here's the deal. Try it free for two weeks. Carbonite.com. Use the offer code TWIG. When you decide to buy, I know you will because it's such a good solution. This is great for kids going off to college. It's what I did with my daughter's laptop. It's great for you know any device that isn't like a Chromebook that actually has data on it. Um, when you decide to buy, use the offer code TWIG. It's $59 for a year, unlimited for a year, but you'll get 14 months for the price of 12 when you use the offer code TWIG. you got to back it up to get it back. Do it right with Carbonite. Offer code T-W-I-G. So uh, we ta- we've talked a little bit about the, this uh, whole pretexting scandal, the... Um, it looks like not it's interesting. It's not just the Sun and the News of the World, which are Rupert Murdoch's two big tabloids in the UK, but is the Times also involved in this? Not set, not really known yet, or even even that the Sun is fully known yet. Uh, you know, part of the problem with reporting things in the UK is that uh, you can't report criminal activity too early in the process to prejudice the trial. But there is an investigation. They've hauled in a bunch of people. Yes. Yes, um, and and even and and it's been it's kind of been admitted by some right that they were uh, checking people's voicemails you know by hacking hacking's the wrong word to use guessing it is the hackers words. get mad at it because it's yeah. simple why don't you why don't you explain again how it was done well you said pretexting so that's where you use social engineering to call up and and get a password or get some information uh, but uh, we were talking with Steve Gibson our security guy earlier and he said also. The fact is, on a lot of these uh, voicemail accounts, yours too and mine too, there's a default remote access pin, which is often one two three four zero 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 zero, or at least in my case, on many of my phones, the last four digits of the phone number, all of which are known if you have the phone number. Right. It's right. easy. And what they would do is one reporter would call the number so that they tied up the line so it would go to the voicemail line, and then the other one would do the pretexting. Amazing. Now, it's not that it's so hard or so clever or so sophisticated. It's just that it's, it's just unethical evil. as hell. It's evil. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. And it was done to report it as many as 4,000 people, including the family of a murdered girl who was then thought to be missing, including the families of um, dead soldiers in Iraq. They, in and some cases, erased these emails, uh, voicemails. They erased right? the emails on the, on the dead girls' accounts so that uh, more would be left, so they'd have more material. Uh, oh. Royals. Uh, Prime Minister Gordon Brown's account. They tried to get the medical records of his child. I mean, it's just really, truly abhorrent. And what's fascinating about it is I wrote my little poem on on Plus this morning that, you know, Humpty Dumpty sat on a paywall. Humpty Dumpty had a great (laughs) fail. Um, uh, All the king's horses and all the king's men are now trying to fry him like an omelet. Uh, and, And what's fascinating is that Murdoch was the one who built the biggest institution of, 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 some would say, put quotes around it, air quotes around journalism, but around news of anybody. He created this, this institutional behemoth 
Uh, it had a very cozy relationship in the government media complex. That was and, the other thing is bribes and uh, oh, police. And, and he was warned by The Guardian explicitly not to hire the former editor of News of the World as his spokesman, and uh, Cameron, rather, and he did. Um, so the connections between the Murdoch empire and government were very tight and cozy, and Murdoch himself is bringing it down. I mean, the company itself is bringing itself down. So they, they, they as you all know, they uh, closed the News of the World, which was a fairly abhorrent but large uh, tabloid. Uh, they wanted to buy B Sky B, which was a huge prize. Murdoch only owns thirty nine percent of it, and uh, all of Parliament it was proposed by the Liberals, but the but the Conservatives, the government had to come in behind too, and they would have voted today to urge him to drop the bid. So before that, he dropped the bid, which is a huge impact on the company. People ask what the impact is going to be in the U.S. for our U.S. listeners. He and owns Fox so News, much- the Dow Jones folks who own who published the Wall Street Journal. Um, I think there's a chance, and, and, I'm, and this is only speculation, this is not a prediction, but after I wrote this on Monday, uh, the Financial Times and Felix Salmon at Reuters and others came in, uh, John Gapper at the FD came in and saying the same thing. I think that News Corp may have to get out of the news business. Because if all you are is an entertainment executive, then you're known to be rapacious. That's not, that's it's a, okay. not a big deal. It's allowed to be yeah. a shark if you're selling programming. But the <laughs> fact that he brings now such cooties to but the why, news business why, and why, brings such can, presentation. Why blame Rupert Murdoch for this? Is he, is he really to blame for this? Because he's management. The, the buck stops there. Uh, Do you think son, he created a culture where this was encouraged? Yeah, encourage. Yeah, you know, I, but but I want to be careful about that because. Mm-hmm. And, and let me say because I know right now there are are listeners of the show who get mad at me who are now tweeting away any second. <laughs> I'm not a stock Murdoch basher. I worked for the company at uh, TV Guide. I want to say very loudly that I got no editorial interference there. I got lots of editorial interference at Time Inc. Oh, that's interesting. The the thing about the company is that to know is it's it's very Australian, very seat of the pants, very decentralized. Right. So I think the culture is not so much that Rupert, though he loves to to you know find out what's on page one of his papers and deal with that. The culture is let's do something that'll please the boss. Let's do something that right. oh I know they'll like this, and it's that kind of culture. It's not that he orders. It maintains the deniability. Yeah. 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 So, Kevin, you, you must be somewhat of an observer on this. It's funny because this story is only now gaining traction in the U.S. in the last week. Right. Big story right. in the U.K. for some time. Well, it's been, it's been, it's been bubbling under for years. This thing, the, the Guardian have been sort of digging away at this and the, the phone hacking stuff is, you know, they had a court case in 2006 or seven, wasn't it, Jeff? So the, no. this, is, this, is not, this is not all new stuff. It's just that they've actually brought, brought up some more allegations. But the other piece of this that, um, that has been a sea change is that um, the political candidates were all cowed by this. They were worried that if the sun went against them, they'd lose the next election. Exactly. Uh, um, and so they, they would they would go soft on on the news international papers and that stuff. But what happened over the last um, two weeks is that there was a massive online backlash against this um, and a campaign to get advertisers to withdraw their advertising for the news of the world. Um, and that was, I think, a big part of what caused this to tip back back over and become a, a massive cause for Deborah again. And you know, so this, a lot of these allegations have been around for a long time. Interesting. Um, Tom Watson, MP, who's, who's someone I know through the Open Rights Group, has been talking about, about this for, for, for years and been told to shut up by his party and so on. Um, and, and now you know, the questions that he asked in Parliament and the things being brought up in the news stories. So it, it, it's like the, the institutions are, are sort of actually working as they're supposed to now, but they had to get kicked into it by a, a sort of online campaign. 
Yeah, the, the, the Guardian has done spectacular work on this story. A friend of mine is over in UK now, and he said it's, it feels very Watergate time-like there. And, and it's really quite amazing. Nick How much Davies, of this is schadenfreude, though, on the Guardian's part? Oh, oh uh, no, this is hard. Oh, oh, they're delighted. But this is very hard work. As Kevin says, they went after it and after it. Nick Davies, the reporter, who is also is the one who convinced Assange to give him the WikiLeaks data. Davies is the brilliant kind of reporter. Alan Rusberger, the editor of The Guardian, uh, and in full disclosure, as I write for The Guardian, uh, said in a, in a wonderful video hustling up last week that this was a week of the worst of journalism. Let's remember, also the best of journalism. The fear that I have is that the media in the, news media in the UK are regulated uh, non-TV by the Press Complaints Commission, which is a private organization. There's going to be a push to bring government regulation to news media. I, my American quasi-libertarian soul, just mm-hmm. abhor that idea. And uh, I think it's the wrong thing to do. And I think the real truth here is that the readers are your regulators. The government proved to be a terrible regulator. The government is part of the corruption from police up to, the, up to, to number 10. And so the best thing we can do is to open up journalism more to more people. Uh, Craig Newmark and I talked last week. He, his hobby horse right now is fact-checking. And, you know, I wonder how to make that scale so you don't just have... I think there are a lot of out-of-work fact-checkers who are glad to hear that. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's business. <laughs> There's, there is business. And so, I, you know, why shouldn't every news story have a fact-check box on it? The, the New York Times does. We could, we could, you could crowd... That's right. Crowdsource it now. You could start to do that. Not Use that the internet. hand over all the work to them. Nick, a crowd could not do what Nick Davies did. Absolutely not. But the crowd can dig in documents. The crowd can fact-check things. The crowd can raise questions about things that politicians say and journalists Doesn't say. Doesn't that mean that we don't really need to do this anymore? Because as soon as you publish a story, that the, the hordes will jump on it and start to pick it apart. And if there's a problem, they'll find it. Well, don't you find that true, Leo? That yeah. Like, so we'll, say anything wrong, bingo. Right. It's certainly you. true for us. And the difference is the attitude about that. The attitude that you have is, thank you. Right. Um, all right, let's move on. I, I think that uh, we've we've covered that. It isn't technically a Google subject, but because Jeff is such an astute observer, it's, well, it's a, I made it a little cloudy there. <laughs> you did. You did a good job. You got You got to cloudify it. Um, oh gosh, there's so much to talk about going on here. Uh, that's not Google Plus. I'm going to try to skip ahead. Uh, Google Offers rolls out in more markets, including here in the San Francisco Bay Area and New York City. Got my new Google Shopper 2.0 with Google Offers. Strange offer. Uh, one of the local restaurants is offering $100 uh, off on a uh, education. I, I think there's a, I think there's a, a, a mess, mistake in here. But uh, otherwise, uh, it's already they've already got quite a few offers in my small little town of Petaluma. Really? Yeah. So that means that the you Google sales a, are they are they manicurish? Or are they better than that? Um, no, they're they're not bad. So here's Cucina Paradiso offering a hundred dollars off my tuition at the Italian restaurant down the street. Papa John's Pizza, uh, Bistro Sabor, Sabor, free churros, Los Arcos, uh, free coffee super deal. That's in Santa Rosa. See, these are local. I don't know. You know, I guess they've been doing this for longer than uh, that's eat. Let's see what play is. Yeah, and here's the I. You know, here's some fifteen hundred dollars off. That's LASIK. an impressive number. Fifteen hundred dollars? No, 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 no. That even in Petal- little Petaluma, the little old Petaluma deals. Taekwondo free first class. Aim Mail I'll, Center two dollars off notary public charges. I'll bet all those businesses have claimed their place pages, and that's Google's low hanging fruit. Ah, and that's 
you know, there is a little place button that shows up. That's why then. Yeah, that's yeah. what they said they were going to do, and that's what they're doing. And so now they have something else to sell the six million businesses that have claimed their place pages. Places, I think there's no reason not to do a place page. That's just no. such an obvious. You know, and, and, and it's not unlike, I'm sorry not to go back to Plus, but it's not unlike how they're making the, the profile page canonical for people. They want the place page to be canonical for the business. Right. So Google offers now in Austin, Boston, Denver, New York City, Uptown, Downtown, and Midtown, Oakland, East Bay, Portland, Oregon, San Francisco, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. New York City, the one so big we need three of them. <laughs> Uptown, Downtown, and Midtown. I'm not going downtown. But no San Jose. Damn. No San Jose. Well, I wonder if San Francisco means the whole Bay Area. Let's see. Oh, nothing. Well, wait a minute. You know what? I was wrong. So I was looking at... So how do I look? You, you have to get the new Google Shopper, which just came out, 2.0. And uh, and then there is uh, then you have to subscribe and it looks like there actually is nothing to buy in Petaluma right now, so whatever these other deals were, uh, um, uh, that's interesting. They were Bay Area deals. No, they were in the Bay. They I don't understand the difference between that and uh, Google offers, but apparently there are offers. <laughs> I don't know why there are some. There's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's. Somebody at Google can explain what the difference is between offers and offers, but apparently there is a difference. Mm. I'll honor their offer, and it'll be honor and offer all night. Moving right along, Google. <laughs> let's, let's keep going. <laughs> Jeff Jarvis said oh, that. Uh, no, moving... I did not. I say everything else bad, but I didn't old say that. Jokes. Old joke. He, she offered her honor, he honored her offer, and was honor and offer all night. Um... <laughs> Google Voice adds spam filters. Let solicitors get caught in the web. Another good reason to use Google Voice. You can actually uh, filter out the call you don't want. Of course, on the regular phone, that's called do not call. Yeah, but it doesn't work. No, but they, they, they had this before, right? They had numbers that were known to be um, solicitors and that you could we then block them. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, it's like a, a, a kismet for phone calling. So it's creating a spam folder for phone calls, texts, and voicemails. The company's servers use collected data from other users marking similar messages as spam as well as proprietary yeah. identification tools to help ensure that those generic creditor or vacation sweepstakes calls never make it to your phone. I love that idea. Yeah, It's a shame we need it. Because, you know, you're supposed to be able to say, and I've, I try this all the time with solicitors, please add me to your do not call list. Right. The problem is many of these solicitations now are coming from outside the U.S. and they go, I do not know what that list is. Well, the great thing about, uh, you know, the, the easiest signal you have is you pick up the phone and you say hello. And if there's a 15-second right. beat, you know yeah. what it is. Right. It's the phone room. The phone room. Oh, we got one. We got a live one. Quick. Right. Um, Android Market has been updated. Do you want to show? Let, let, I don't have it yet on my phone. I, apparently, it's being is rolled it, out. Should I try it on here? Okay. Yeah. Look, it's beautiful. I was, I was, I was looking at the, the Foursquare offers near me. That was that was my ah. Foursquare also has offers. In fact, Foursquare did this whole update to their Android app that makes it superior to the iPhone app. Oh, this is just the beginning. I think you're going to start seeing as Android grows really fast that increasing. It's just what happened with Windows and Mac. Increasingly, people are going to go to Android first, and I, I'm starting to see that in a number of ways, including this Foursquare app where they put notifications in and some other features that are not yet in the iPhone. Of course, Google did it themselves. With is this the updated one or is this the old one? I'm not sure. That's the old one. You want to see the new one? Yeah. Okay, rub your eyes. Get ready. This is so exciting, ladies and gentlemen. This 
is the new market. And it includes okay. movies and books. Books. Now, what's the difference between that and Google Books? Is it just integrated? Go out. Okay, I'm in apps right now. Let's go to market. Apps, games, books, movies. Um, I mean, it's totally totally looks different. This, by the way, is the nicest phone for Android, but you can't get it in the U.S. yet. It's Samsung's <laughs> Galaxy 2S, and um, ah, oh, is it is it is it beauteous? It's not mine. I wish it were. It's Eileen's. She, of course, has to have the latest and greatest. But uh, it's it's just really Android sweet. lady. She's an Android lady. So let's look at Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, this is a movie, so I can rent this for three ninety nine. Watch it on my phone, or I presume tablet if I've paid for it. It's got reviews. It's got related. Nicely done. That's really new for them. Yeah. That was one of the problems is they didn't have the Netflix ability, so now they have their own Netflix. Yeah. Pretty. The question is, do they have any good movies? Uh, well, they have Little Red Riding Hood. Well. <laughs> hey there, Little Red Riding Hood. So uh, little, little Eileen Rivera, who has the best phone in the market, also then says to me, and can I get the new... Uh, <laughs> Amazon, Amazon tablet. Uh, tablet when it comes out? Is it well? Uh, is it Android? Yes, supposedly yes. it is. Well, well, and I think she has a, a rumor, case, right? Uh, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Amazon. I mean, I suppose that makes it a credible rumor. Journal seems to do pretty well. I think people leak stuff to the journal. Amazon plans tablet by October. Um, the Seattle-based company will release two updated versions of its Kindle electronic reader as well in the third quarter. One will be a touchscreen device. The other will not be touchscreen, but with an approved and cheaper adaptation of the current Kindle. Amazon, of course, not commenting. This is a uh, rumor. The Amazon tablet, according to the journal, will have a 9-inch screen. Uh, it will run on Android. It will not have a camera, said one person familiar with it. But it will watch, allow Amazon customers to watch videos, read e-books, and listen to digital music they purchase or rent from Amazon. I presume they're not going to limit it to their tablets, so anything you can do on on Android, you can do from Amazon. You can do anywhere. Yeah, that's what they want. Yeah, there also is a hundred thirty nine dollar version of the Kindle now, uh, uh, the three G Kindle. One hundred thirty nine is the lowest three G they've ever offered, uh, but you get ads from AT and T. I guess. AT&T. What's the so the advantage to Amazon to having its own tablet is what? Same. Uh, I would guess uh, same advantage Apple has uh, owning the iPad. Well, they well, own well, the it, ecosystem, right? Well, there's two things to this. I mean, one is that it means they get to put their app store on it as the default one. Right. Um, right. Um, and that means that they can they can sell n- not just books and, and media, but also apps through through their system, which is something, you know, at the moment, installing their app store is a, is a major pain on the, the Google ones. Yeah, you have to go to um, a URL and... Ugh. Yeah. Um, I said the other piece of this is that the Nook is doing very well um, for Barnes & Noble. There was One of the stories was that it That's was... That's interesting. It's competitive. Top e-reader, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, um, and that, that started out as a, a, a sort of, you know, lockdown Android that would only let you read books. And they said, well, let's let people install apps too. And suddenly um, you've got a $250 tablet that, that people actually want. And they had a, they've got a lot of salespeople who read magazines and things on it and um, because they're selling yeah. it through, through, um, through the stores. The speculation there. is, though, that it, it, the, kin, the Nook's doing so well because it's color. Right. That's, well, that's part of. But all, and the other part of it is that they have, you know, they ha, they have physical presence to sell it. So they yeah, have they have a sale, of, you, go the the store, you could see it before you buy. They've right. got a hawker right up there pushing it hard. Right. Right. For the um, first time ever, the Nook Color is the number one uh, leading uh-huh. e-reader sales for the first time ever. Oh. 
The other thing that's somewhat related is the Philadelphia Inquirer is thinking about selling is is selling slash giving away a tablet with long term subscription. Oh, that's good. Well, yeah, you know, it reminds me it, it reminds me of the early days of the web where a lot of newspaper companies, Knight Ritter, decided they had to be ISPs. Right. And they've started an ISP and, and for dial up and it seemed to make sense, but then again it doesn't. It makes it seem that, that what you're you're a delivery business rather than you're a content business relationship business. And so thinking you have to, you know, get people on tablets mm. I don't know. But it's 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 a reasonable bundle business to do, right? It yeah, does make it, sense, doesn't it? it, it rather, you, know, you, you get promotions when you, when you subscribe to things and they send you something that's sort of vaguely related. This is something that's better that's than a toaster. Well related. Yeah. yeah. And some, if it is actually not some ridiculously related. locked down device, but an actual one that you can install other things on, you know, yeah. if it's like one of these, you know, these type ones that, that are actually quite nice, then, it, then people will be attracted to that. It does sniff uh, a smell of desperation a little bit, though. I think yeah. it does. What, what price point do you think tablet, you know, a. a don't call it a seven. Don't call it a ten. A nine-inch tablet will get to in two years. Hmm. hmm so what's the subsidy sure. cost? What's the, I think what's we're the, talking a hundred, hundred fifty. So a wholesale cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I mean, Nicholas, Ar- Arcos Nicholas already have some some ones in that range. Uh, Arcos is doing stuff. Yeah, but they're also yeah, uh, saving money in, in various uh, uh, ways. But yes, they're offering an, very inexpensive Android tablets. I, I saw Nicholas Negroponte at, a, at an event at Harvard three weeks ago and at the Berkman Center. And he said that what comes next for one laptop per child is one yes, tablet per child. Gonna, yeah, they, they realize yeah. that they... <laughs> By the well, way, speaking said, of one laptop per child, how many of you are using your Chromebook on a regular basis? I, I don't have one because I didn't get offered one. By oh, you. Mr. Marks has one. It right now, I've got it as, as sitting here. Do you like with, it? Yeah, I've got, the, I've got the Twig episode guide up on it, and I'm looking at that as my, as my second screen. Does it have anything to offer uh, that makes it superior to a, a standard netbook? Um, it's just a netbook, right? It's, it's not running Windows. That's a superior. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's more secure, although I don't know if you can look at it and say, well, that feels more secure. Well, you can. I mean, you can do the, the you know you can do the account switching thing. If you want to do that, it was so cool. I flew Virgin America yesterday, and not on my short haul, but on the long haul. They give you Samsung. That's so amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, by the way, Amazon is now offering unlimited cloud music storage, uh, much like ah. uh, Google is at least on its beta, and Apple plans to with iCloud. Uh, you still have to. Uh, you have to. Buy a cloud drive storage plan. So I'm not sure how it's not free, but so you if you if you don't pay for anything, you never buy nothing. You get five gigs for free. So what's the best strategic advantage to have? Uh, three choices: okay. uh, cloud account. What are you showing us there, Kevin? So I was showing the, the multiple login screens. Actually, oh, nice. They oh, needed that actually. Uh, so this is the piece that you don't have on the iPad that you yeah. need, and you don't have on the other tablets or any of the Android right. devices. That's which right. Which is, um, we can all log in with our Google accounts. It pops up and turns into our machine, um, and then we log them out and they go away again. And so it becomes the, as, a, as a sort of family lying around computing device. It's actually really handy for that. Do you think that web apps though compete with standalone apps? Do you really think people? Yeah. Well, it, it depends what you do. Yeah. Um, for for a lot of what I do, I'm reading stuff on the web. I'm writing documents in Google Docs. I'm doing Gmail. I'm, I'm you know I bought into that when I joined the company and I've, I've stuck with it. Um, and it, you know it's the same with Salesforce. Ours is very web based as well, so you can you can run a lot of your your, your stuff on there. Um, I found for my wife, I, I gave I let her log in, try it out, and she was like, yeah, I could use this. I mostly surf the web, right. um, do email. Um, I think my wife would like it too. It, 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 it does what she needs to do. 
Exactly. exactly. I, I, I mean, if you want to write code, it's not the machine you want. No. You know, if you want to edit video, it's not the one. If you want to no, edit video, it's not the machine you any, want. It, anything more serious. It runs Hangout quite nicely. That that works on it pretty well. Really? Yeah. You I think education time. and companies, it makes a great deal of sense. Yeah. So we were talking about it. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we, we interrupted you, uh, Jeff, on the Amazon uh, cloud. Oh, never mind. I was just going to go off on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I think the You're advantage Amazon has yeah. over Google is that they sell crap. I mean, Google, you, I mean, yes. so it makes sense that if I buy a song and it's now instantly in my cloud, that's nice. Yes. I wish well, I could what I was going to ask Google. was this. What's, what's the bigger advantage strategically? Owning, uh, having a cloud account with somebody, owning the browser or owning the hardware? Oh, well, that's, that's germane to our Chrome discussion. Yes. Hmm. I think, I mean, the point of the browser, you don't need to own it. So I think owning the browser is... It's it's a necessary but it's necessary to have browser competition, which is why they built Chrome. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't have to own the browser to make it make it magic and special. I, I think that's you know that you know, the thing that there's some little things that this does nicely. Where it, the the G chat is integrated to the um, the system, so it pops up over all, all the browser windows and you know, bits pieces like that. Um, but there's nothing special that nobody else that anyone else couldn't have done too. Um, and the point is that. The browsers are standard enough now that you can write stuff and it will work across a broad range of devices. You're not focused on one particular browser anymore. Um, I was hacking up on, there was that thing about slope graphs. So last night I've hacked around um, writing a slope graph generator. Um, and then, you know, it, it runs on my three browsers on here. It runs on the Chromebook. It runs on the two, the two um, tablets. It runs on my son's PC-ish. Um, so the... And that was not you know, me not spending lots of time trying to test it. It was just like, I'll just use this library, write some code that draws some graphics, puts it up on the screen um, using SVG, and it actually works across a, quite a broad range of different devices. Um, and that's the, you know, that is the promise of the, of the web platform. So owning the browser isn't, isn't something that you need to do as a, as a corporation, but it's a valuable thing as a sort of infrastructure services. There's a reason Apple had to build um, a browser because they weren't relying on someone else for that. Um, and it was, it was similar for Google to do that. But now those two have done that. Um, we've got four competing ones. You can choose one and bundle it. You don't, you, don't need to, you, know, you don't need to make that investment again. Amazon does need to make that investment again. And it's kind of the same with Android. Facebook. Um, and Facebook doesn't need to make that investment again. You know, they, they, they run across browsers that they've got. They've got a nice choice of open source ones that they could do. They could, they could customize one, perhaps, but they, they don't really need to. Um, and you know, if you look at the way they've, they've built the, um, the apps, they are relying more on the browser than, than on native apps, um, certainly for iPad and even for Android. So I, uh, to answer your question, though, I think really uh, n- none of them are sufficient. I mean, it probably is better if, you got, if I had to pick one of the three to own the cloud. But what you really want to own is you want to own the ecosystem, the chain. You want to own, which, which, which Amazon's in very good position to do. You buy it from Amazon. It's stored on the cloud on Amazon. It sits on yep. your Amazon tablet. But it also works with any other device. That's really, I think, yeah. isn't that where you want to be if you had yeah, a choice? Yeah, I think Amazon is the sleeper in all this. We, we keep oh, yeah. talking about... Well, about- but it's Amazon versus Apple. I mean, really, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. And the problem with Apple is it's not open. So uh, right. if you're in the Amazon ecosystem, I mean, the uh, Apple ecosystem, you're in an, you, that's it. You're, there's your choice. You don't have nothing else yeah. you can do. But, but Amazon, it's kind of you can use this, but it'll work with, you know, other things. Yeah. And, I mean, Amazon, Amazon is not dogmatic about this. They've they're got, not dogmatic. They've got Kindle apps on all the devices I've got here, yeah. right? So I, uh, I think the Amazon's the winner. I mean, I hope Amazon's the winner in that respect. The only advantage to the Apple uh, model is 
you can create a kind of a unity of experience that Amazon perhaps it might be it's more complicated perhaps uh, requires right. more attention. I've been going back and forth between the two devices so much lately. You know what drives me nutty about the Android tablet? And otherwise, I love it. Is the is the is the correction. The typing correction. Yeah, they don't have a very good... It, well, like, iPhone has me, a much better system for that. It drives me mad on the iPhone. So I, I like swipe on the Android, and I wish the Android tablet had swipe. I'm, yes, I'm, well, swipe, yeah, you're right. I'm when it comes to keyboards, swipe, little phone, when but, it comes to keyboards, right, Andrew... There's a, there's a taste thing there as well. This is, yeah. this is also like the, the Mac taste. versus... Yeah, Windows fonts thing. Is well, no, no, no. The, 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 the correction itself. Wrong. But he's talking about the selection where you get that little, uh, you get that, that little wedge, those wedgies that look like uh, what are they? It looks like a vice. I put my text in a vice. You're talking about that oh, thing, th- right? That that piece. Yeah, I hate that thing. And and Apple's got the magnifying glass, which is so elegant. Well, but also the words it gives me. If I start typing in a word, well, that's it, keyboard it specific, me right? A Twenty character. Uh, word that I've typed before, and I can't, if I if I go back, you know, erase one letter, it changes to a whole other word. Yeah, but that's but that's yeah. Jeff. That's completely keyboard specific. So there's swipe, there's Swift key, uh, there's nuance has a very nice one called T9. All of them do it differently. Oh, yeah. so you should just try some other keyboards. This is, and this is a huge advantage for Android. I mean, I think this is, it is. one Chat of room, one of a, I don't like swipe, but which ones should I use? Uh, I would try, and Amazon offered this for free a few weeks ago, and I really like it. Nuance is T9 keyboard. Uh, somewhat like SwiftKey. SwiftKey has a new one in beta that you might take a look at as well. What do you like? Uh, uh, Eileen Rivera hosts our All About Android show. Which keyboard do you use? She likes the, the SwiftKey beta. That's pretty interesting what they're doing there. I haven't seen that one. It's, it, it combines tap and swipe and the recommendations, and it learns from what you use. One of the things that was cool about SwiftKey is if you type the same phrases a lot, it will just, all you have to do is hit space, 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 because, <laughs> you know, you type the first letter in the phrase, and it goes, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And you just type I space, like space, Lee. Space. I like Chipotle. I like Yeah. yeah. It's actually, for somebody like me, it's amazing. I must be a, <laughs> a, a very repetitive person. All right, a couple more stories. i got to go. Paul Adams, did you know him when you were at Google? Um, um, I didn't know him at Google, but I've, um, I've, I was very impressed with his, the presentation he wrote about that, and I've spoken to him since about that. Um, so he left Google for Facebook. Right. Um, uh, he did a... And, uh, and Google canceled his book. Yeah, well, the thing is, he's the guy who kind of came up with that circles stuff, uh, left and went to Facebook, and then he wrote a book called Social Circles, um, and uh, Google is blocking it. Is it that yes. threatening to Google? Um, I don't know. The, I don't know the inside story here, but the the, the the version I read of it was that they didn't want him to release this book um, because it was based on work they hadn't then released yet, and they wanted to keep um, Emerald Sea as it then was under undercover. But that was before um, Emerald Sea but, but came that, out. But that that excuse should be gone now. And he right. he said, "Well, if they're still not you know, answering my calls, and yeah, I guess they're kind of busy, but it, it it's not. You know, it, it doesn't seem great." Um, he says he's writing another out. book. Is it not the case that, um, and, I'm, and I'm thinking about uh, Sheryl Sandberg here in the New Yorker profile by Ken Auletta, in which uh, a, one anonymous Googler said she is persona non grata here. We feel mm-hmm. that she is using her inside knowledge of Google to give Facebook a leg up. Simple things like Google takes three weeks to approve a new employment new employee, so she made sure that Facebook took two, giving them well, a little advantage. Well, that's not inside knowledge of Google. That's just like being slightly more efficient than <laughs> that's just smart. Google's hiring process. But yeah. apparently, now, not you know better than I, but apparently she is like, you know, uh, hello, Cheryl. She's not somebody they like much. And I wonder if Paul is in that same boat. Um, he may have got a, got a bit of that. I mean, they may have felt um, you know, he was. They were encouraging him to publish the book, and then then he left, and then, so then they felt it was like their book rather than his. So right. there may be some of that going you're, on. You're at Facebook um, now. I hope I hope they're 
you know, they're bigger than that. They, sh- they should be, really. That, that, that's the thing. But one of the part of the, th- the stuff he said about um, not paying attention to the, the social scientists, I think that, that rang very true to me. And that, I think that's something that has got better. Um, and certainly we got a sense of that from the, the talks you had with um, Vic and Bradley last week, right. um, that they're actually paying more attention to that stuff and, and picking up on that now, which is, which is encouraging because that, that was a clear problem. Right. Um, that I saw when I was there, that it wasn't that it wasn't just that they weren't paying attention to social science; that they didn't actually employ any, um, or except by accident. You know, they ended up with Yuri Engstrom working there, but that's because they bought his startup, not because right. they hired him, because he understands the sociology of the internet so well. Right. Um, and the, the, the research he, he group, even he goes as far as say Google sees every social problem as having an engineering solution. Yeah. Well, that's they are, they are engineers. That's what they do. They, it's <laughs> it's an experiment. If if you build a company entirely composed of software engineers, that that's Google. Um, and to, to you know, to first approximation, there is you know, there's the large sales organization that, that Cheryl Sandberg built up when she was there and is, is still doing very well. And is it is not all engineers, but you know, all the PM people uh, uh, tend to have um, computer science degrees in Google as well. So it it is, and it is you know, you, you've read in the Plex, it's very data driven. It's it's yeah. very measured, um, and it's not very you know, nuanced on the on the social science side. It, it, it's much. You know, um, I suppose the closest they've got there would be um, what's his name, the chief economist. He's he's the closest thing they've got to a I was, was going to say that. How very in. They may not have any, they may be all engineers, but they do have a, a guy early on they hired who's an economist. Yes, yes, but he, he's an economist. And, but he's know, kind of an engineering, he's kind of an econometrician economist type. Right. Whereas he's, Zuckerberg, he's, when I interviewed him, he made a point of saying that he, he majored also in psychology. Right, and I, and I say in, in the in the book coming out September twenty sixth that uh, Zuckerberg isn't so much an I'm engineer as a social engineer. <laughs> yeah, well, it's really clear. I mean, it, you could see that. Um, on the other hand, uh, there is something anodyne about the engineering approach to privacy. It's very clear, and something a little creepy about the social science approach to uh, privacy. It's much less. It's much more mushy and gushy. And I think that's one of the reasons we trust Google. Because they're engineers. Yeah, well, I, I gave my talk on, on the value of publicness, but I really concentrated on privacy this week at Google. And I'm told that some of the um, – and it was a great, great group and, and funny and wonderful and had a great time. But I'm told that a, a few of the people who do things like encryption thought that I was an edge case. Mm. Uh, because they, well, we they, all know that. They, yeah, well, they do. Yes, I am. <laughs> Everybody – yes. Know, I have this problem, by the way, on all the Twitch shows where we just assume we're like real people. <laughs> right, but that's but that's also that's the, that's Google's problem too. Is right. that their their presumption is that, that they they are typical, um, and that was the thing that blew up in their faces with Buzz because they're not. You right. know, they're they're, they're very and it's, and it's by the way why I like a lot of what they do. <laughs> right, of course, you know they're building things that you know we're, Google, we're we of, build for the edge case. We're we're, we're you know rich. Educated, geeky people living in Silicon Valley. We're exactly who they're stuff building for stuff us. for. But you know, after- and their challenge is to build it for you know poor people in the third world as well. And but, that's the piece that, that they're not thinking about as, but, as, as clearly. But the third people in the poor world should build their own. I mean, the poor people in the third world should build their own damn stuff. We, we're, you, we're, we're scratching our itch, damn it. Well, that's you know. I Tell mean, them to get their own computers. This is. Well, I mean, this are. is where the open source thing does work. You know, that, Watch that's, out. What's happened with Android is that. You know, China and India are using that to to build their own um, what yeah. view of how these things should behave, rather than yeah. rather than Google's one. So that there's there, there, you know, that piece is, is 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 valid in that if you build this stuff in a way that other people can, can remix and rebuild it, they will do interesting stuff with it. And that's that's one of the pieces that, that's one of the narrative threads this week that was this made me slightly nervous was the was the combination of no longer indexing Twitter. Um, 
the author staff was like, we'll do the author staff, but you can only route it through a Google profile. You can't use a, you know, another, an, you know, an H card or a V card or something on your own site. We'll only verify it if you connect it to our site. Um, and there's a, there's a certain sense of we want to put ourselves in the middle again, which was, which is not the, you know, not the open web culture that um, Google built itself on. Um, so there's, I'm, I'm, you know, I think well, that their heart's still in the right place. Where it came from, we have to wait and see. Hmm? We don't know yeah. a live search. Which, which, who, who scotched the deal? Yes. Could it come from Twitter? It could, it could yeah. Or you know, it could be one of these things where you know, like when when Google and Facebook are trying to um, get something done, and they don't trust neither trust each other enough um, to to sit down and have a sensible negotiation about it. All right, We're, we got to run. I wish we didn't have to. This is so much fun, and uh, it, what a, there's so many things, other things we could talk about. Uh, our congratulations to the winners of the uh, first Google Science Fair, uh, and 15 uh, uh, finalists yesterday at Google's headquarters. They streamed mm-hmm. it, by the way, which is very cool on uh, YouTube Live. And uh, the winners are, in fact, by the way, all girls. Lauren Hodge Yay. in the 13 to 14 age group. She studied the effect of different marinades on the uh, level of carcinogens in grilled chicken. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just a great subject. Uh, Naomi Shah in the 15 to 16 age group. She uh, endeavored to prove that making changes in indoor environments that improve air quality can reduce people's reliance on asthma. Medica- medications. Interesting. These are these are a little. Uh, they're very social. It's good. Yeah. And Shri Bose in the seventeen to eighteen year old group. She discovered a way to improve ovarian cancer treatment for patients when they mm. built up a resistance to uh, chemotherapy drugs. Jesus. Cool. Smart, smart women. And I just I think this is great that the first three winners of the Google Science Fair should be women. And so much for all the people who say, "Where are all the women?" Yep. In uh, science and engineering, well, during the I was there during the science fair. I'll tell you where they went during it was it, it, all, all the families were in the Google swag shop like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I also like it that the trophies that the three girls won are Lego made out of Lego. That is so cool. That's, <laughs> That's so, so cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, that wraps it up. Let's get our. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, get our. Uh, I don't know if uh, Gina Gina normally does a, a a tip of the week. Do you want to do a tip, uh, Kevin Marks? I don't know if we asked you to do that. I am. I am. Here's a tip. You could be a grammar tip, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Literature tip. Hey, actually, let me ask you that. Okay, the graduate. You rewrite it for 2011. <laughs> and Ben Braddock, you know, he just got out of college. Doesn't know what to do with his life. The guy, friend of the family, comes and pulls him over and says, Ben, Ben, I want to tell you one thing, one word. <laughs> now, in 1960, what was it, 67, it was plastic. And actually, that was probably right. What would you say the word would be if you were talking to a recent college graduate? The one word, <laughs> Kevin Mark says, one word, kid. Social? Mm, mobile? So, yeah. Algorithms? Green, green energy? <laughs> green. Green's good. Green's good. Yeah. Green energy. Waffles. Batteries. <laughs> Our chat room. Bacon. I think they're hungry. It must be lunchtime. <laughs> it is. After lunch Notice yeah, chat room. None I'm of us said burrito. <laughs> burrito. <laughs> Chipotle. Oh, they're, throwing, they're throwing all our words back at us. The chat room says you're going to Habermas. Habermas. <laughs> I got one kid. One word for you, kid. Habermas. 
<laughs> Our number of the week, Jeff Jarvis. Uh, well, it's kind of a stretch. Uh, let's see. The LA Times says that um, they looked at uh, searches on Google as an indication of the economy and found that uh, uh, interest in investing in stocks is uh, going to, continues to go down while the word uh, saving gets a lot more requests. And and that's a fairly obvious thing, and it's a, just a zeitgeisty thing. But it occurs to me lately that you know the guys who made a, a hedge fund out of Twitter, this kind of data that really shows what we think as a people and indicates where we're going as a country. The more public that can be, the better that can be for all of us. The more that becomes open knowledge that we know. So I would just say to the likes of Google and Facebook and Twitter, this kind of data that you have in an aggregate form is ours. We made it. Yeah. Give it to us. It's ours. Google did. Uh, I have a tool, and it's something I, I should have done a long time ago, and it's something that many of you will, will be, oh, of course, obvious, duh. For the longest time, you know, I have a, a T-Mobile G2X, and I've been waiting. I'm on Froyo. I've been waiting. Just give me gingerbread. I just want some gingerbread, and uh, supposedly it's in the offing, and it has been for months. If you're stuck with a phone, an Android phone that is not being updated, may I highly recommend the Cyanogen mod? It was easy as pie to root this phone. It's a one-click root. You do have to connect it via USB, and there's a lot of button pushing and stuff. But once I put Cyanogen mod on here, uh, CM7, release candidate one for this phone is now out, um, it suddenly stopped rebooting. It stopped crashing. It got mm-hmm. fast. It got reliable. It made a huge difference. Uh, he is doing amazing stuff in fact, let's get Cyanogen uh, on if we can, because I'd love to get him on the show. He's taking the open source Android code, cleaning it up, polishing it with a large team, I'm sure, of, uh, of volunteers, and making really excellent ROMs uh, to make this completely legal, which it is. Uh, in fact, HTC just announced they're going to stop uh, blocking uh, root, uh, root exploits, that they're going to support this. Uh, and, and Google says it's okay as long as you don't include the proprietary Google apps, which he doesn't. They're separate downloads that you put on here. Of course, you get them all, but they're separate downloads. Um, he's just done a wonderful job of making a more stable operating system than the stock operating system for many of these handset companies. Best way to find out if your phone is or how to root your phone and if there's a CM7 for your phone is to go to xda-developers.com and search in the device database, or just go to the forums and search for the phone model that you have. There are so many nice guys in there who uh, who will help you, and gals, who will help you unlock, upgrade, and modify your phone. Highly recommended. If you've been afraid of doing this, don't be. Uh, I was kind of stunned at how easy it was. And, and more importantly, because I had bad experiences jailbreaking the iPhone, uh, what a great result I got. This thing is much more reliable. Hey, Leo. Yes, sir. Um, go to uh, Plus right now. Oh, dear. I think we had our first, at least I can't get to it. I think we have our first Plus crash. Is Plus down? Mine is. Well, I have Plus as the home button on my, sir, on my, uh, br- no, oh, it's just oh, you. Okay. Right. Uh, and, of course, I've got animated panda gifts right there on the front page. <laughs> I, uh, I spoke too soon. Uh, but, you know, that's cute. I don't mind starting my day with that. The 20th Do you? time, you're going to get sick of those. Oh, kids. no. You, who gets sick of pandas? falling in the snow nobody they're cute they're cuddly and that's it for this week in google thank you jeff jarvis for joining us even though you suffer from jet lag jeff of course is the blogger at buzzmachine.com the professor of journalism at the city university of new york he's at jeff jarvis on twitter plus jeff jarvis on google plus and his new book is imminent september 26th 
public parts. Simon & Schuster, look for it. His current book, What Would Google Do, is still a great read. Thank you, Jeff, for being here. We appreciate it. And filling in for Gina Trapani, who is in China, watching pandas go down slides into the (laughs) snow, I might add. Kevin Marks, thank you so much for being here. Kevin is uh, now at salesforce.com. Chatter.com is the place to go to find out more about what he's working on there. I um, also wanted to mention TunnelVision.tv. Oh, I forgot. Our, yes, you have a wonderful first, podcast. First show. And we've got Paul Adams coming up on that in a, in a couple of weeks. I think it's maybe, maybe three weeks. Oh. Um, we've, we've also got a bunch of other interesting people talking about this, this social stuff there. So if, you, if you're interested in the class and the social side of things, that, that's very much on topic. Yes, let me, very, let me plug this. Uh, Heather and Deborah and you are just great. It's a wonderful show, uh, which we had on the Twit Network for a while, and I'm glad that you've kept it going. It's really fantastic. We're also thinking about maybe we could use um, Hangouts as a way of doing video again because the, the challenge is we can't, always, we can't afford as much gear as you can, but that, that, there may be a way to, to um, browse that. You might be able to get completely uh, do a end around. Yeah, that'd <laughs> right. be very cool. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin, for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff Jarvis. Thank you all for joining us. We record Twig every Wednesday afternoon, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern at live.twit.tv. That's uh, 2000 UTC. If you want to join us, uh, if you can't watch live, don't worry. You can download audio and video of the shows uh, very easily from twit.tv slash twig or your favorite podcast aggregator. I use Google Listen. You could use uh, iTunes. It, it's, it's everywhere you, uh, you want to be, including on the Roku box and many other places. Thanks for being here. Don't forget, we are going to the new studio. We are not far off, just uh, less than two weeks away from our new studio. Two weeks hence, this show will be from the new studio with a brand new look. The costs are tremendous. They <laughs> buy are... your bricks. <laughs> buy I more. One, if, you even buy if one. you've already bought a brick, buy another. <laughs> Bricks.twit.tv. <laughs> no, it's not tax deductible. No, I'm not a charity. Yes, I do need your money. It helps us build a better show. And uh, we uh, actually, I, I, I don't need to beg. I, I, I really appreciate anybody who's contributed. No need to. These shows are free and remain free, but uh, it is very helpful. And I have to say, we've sold over a thousand bricks. The wall of honor is starting to look really, really cool in the new studio. And I hope you come visit it. Thank you all for being here. We'll see you next time on Twig. Twig.